What's going on, everybody? This is Sean of Ross Like Music. And this is the Super Sunny Love Show. I'm La Molly. This is Blue and Green Radio. Party people, this is Mr. V of Confessions of a Curly Mind, broadcasting through Blue and Green Radio. You're listening to Steve Williams at UK5.org. Welcome to the Blue and Green Sessions. Right, the vibe with DJ Ronnie Ron. Cosmic, Cosmic Radio. Twisted Soul. Futuristica Radio. You're listening to the Blue and Green podcast, and I hope you enjoy what we are going to say. Blueandgreenradio.com. Welcome, 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 friends. You're tuned in to the Blue in Green podcast. How are you? My name's Imran. Thanks very much for tuning in to our show today. Before we jump in, a quick reminder, as per usual, that the Blue in Green podcast runs in conjunction with Blue in Green Radio, the online internet radio station that broadcasts from London and presents and hosts shows from across the whole wide world. We're so thrilled to have uh, exclusive content to you. Uh, for you from uh, an amazing array of uh, DJs and presenters uh, from uh, Japan, Australia, the States, uh, France, uh, and of course various parts of the UK. So uh, please feel free to check us out at blueingreenradio.com. You'll find our radio stream, a whole bunch of music reviews and uh, lots of things that kind of lose yourself in uh, as a contemporary music fan and of course you'll find the full backlist catalogue of the Blue In Green podcast which is what we're here for today very excited about our show today this episode uh, of the Blue In Green podcast finds us in conversation with Miss Abby Farrell uh, she's released music independently she's released it as part of the brilliant uh, UK based uh, funk and soul label Big AC Records. Uh, she is currently uh, promoting new single Company, which is such a glorious song. Um, and uh, if you go to Abby's Bandcamp page, uh, you'll find just a, a wonderful array of uh, single releases and an EP as well. It's just brilliant uh, contemporary uh, soul music and um, I think you'll you'll be as enamored with uh, her releases as I am um, so grateful for uh, Abby's not just Abby's time but really just th- the conversation she was so uh, gracious and uh, considerate and thoughtful with her responses and she's very generous uh, with 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 all of it so having the opportunity to kind of um, unpack those uh, kind of creative processes, how, how she kind of comes to put pen to paper, how, you know, her thoughts on performing live, um, that compulsion, if you've listened to this podcast before, you'll know that I'm always kind of drawn to that quality in people that, that has them uh, really committing to something, um, regardless of any specific uh kind of what is the phrase i'm looking for uh monetary or kind of initial obvious kind of gains um it's just that compulsion in a person to create um and uh, i'm yes I, I i i'm fascinated by it i'm drawn by it and um it's something that abby exudes and again it's something that we get to discuss as well so um yeah massively appreciate her time um, we wish nothing but wonderful um, 
things for Abby. She's had so many great successes so far. So, uh, so yeah, it's just it's, it's a joy to spend the time. Uh, regular listeners of the podcast will know we feature two songs per episode. The uh, first track we're going to play, if I may, I'll be introducing you to the wonderful single company. And then the final song that we'll play at the conclusion of the show will have to be one of her amazing singles which is don't follow me we do discuss the song uh during the episode so you'll understand why we're playing it uh and if this is the first time you'll hear it then you're in for an absolute treat and you'll understand why uh it was just the only way we could close the show but again if you go to the Bandcamp page there's so much great music uh massive thank you once again to abby and uh ladies and gentlemen without further ado i'd love to introduce you to the wonderful sounds of miss abby farrell Five in the morning It's me you're holding It seems I'm not alone anymore Dawn is glowing Can you see me hoping Though we've really come to this Cause I am sure
said uh, how, how busy you are funny enough that was going to be my my very first question um I mean you're kind of going into a particularly busy fourth quarter I think you've got live gigs coming up for the end of the year you've just released a new single uh earlier this month my first question was going to be well firstly again thank you for taking the time I appreciate you doing so and I, did you did you manage to, has it been like this all year have you did you manage to get time off over summer that's a good place to start <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I know on the outside it will look like I've been super, super busy, but um, it's actually been a much quieter year for me. Um, There's been, I've released two singles. I've done a couple of headline shows, both where I grew up in Oxford and in London. And um, obviously I have, you know, been sort of writing behind the scenes, but this year for me has felt like one of those years where I needed to just take a step back from doing so much live stuff to be able to get some new music together get a new live set together to be able to sort of come back with something a bit more fresh um so it's funny because on the outside everyone everyone's <laughs> everyone said god you look so busy you look like you're going from pillar to post but in reality it's actually been more of a like take stock year for me really mm. um just to sort of yeah in terms of planning what's what's next and having to think about what's next because there's so many possibilities um so yeah I have managed to have some some downtime this summer and it's been like a relatively chilled summer so yeah I feel like feel like I've sort of got got the balance right at the minute you said that you're going like it was sort of busier say like last year you were putting yourself under more 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 stresses and pressure and things like that was that Mm -hmm. you was that in just performing live or you feeling you had like a a quota in terms of I need to write more I need to to create more I need to to sort of do more is that sort of pressure that you kind of put on yourself or just the way opportunities that were falling not really I mean 2022 was a fantastic year because I released two I released two singles one of them was stepping up your shadow which did super super well at like radio and everything mm. we had a few radio two plays which was fantastic amazing um we did like the big ac review tour that was incredible fun just like touring touring the uk with um you know my my best mates basically and and just had had a lovely lovely time but um yeah i think because i was sort of coming you know i guess over the past three years or so um it felt you know it's it, all the momentum is sort of just like gradually gradually continued but I'd, I'd never properly taken a chunk of time to stop and to you know just sit in my house at my piano and just think okay what am I going to write next what's going to come next mm. so I, I think it's all just I think I'm realizing that as an as an artist you sort of you end up having different seasons of things and some of those seasons will be you know really relent like not relentless performing because I'm never like massively massively overwhelmed with it but like um yeah I I guess you have seasons where you're more you know focusing on live because you've got a set of songs that you're kind of presenting in that way you're gonna have seasons where you're focusing on writing you know the the hours that we spend behind our laptops as well like emailing around for opportunities and you know as as an artist you end up having to be your own like um 
not only the the writer and the and the performer and the singer or whatever, but the the, the radio plugger, the mm. press person, you know, really hyping yourself. And um, yeah, I've been doing that for, I've been advocating for myself quite a long time now. So I think, yeah, having a, having a bit of a break this year to just sort of go, right, let's get some new songs, see where it's going to take you has, has felt really good. Mm. How do you enjoy that marketing hat? aspect of 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 being an independent artist because i guess on one hand we're in a in an incredible age where you can you can reach people or radio stations in australia uh just through typing a few words or sending a link you know um and so it's a kind of an incredible kind of uh, age but it's it's the burden of responsibility particularly for someone who wants to create and perform to have to have the business hat on as well how mm. do you balance that do you enjoy that part of it are there kind of innovative ways you approach things or yeah I mean I, I enjoy bits of it I mean there are you know what a way to make fantastic connections um you know I've built some great relationships with um you know with DJs and you know people who are really really flying the flag for sort of for soul music and um that's and that's really lovely and obviously I've had a lot of help like around that over the last couple of years but um it's yeah I I think you know it it is hard to pivot between those hats sometimes Mm. because it takes a really I mean I I have worked in music marketing before back my very first job um was was at a major label so I, I got a lot of um you know I, I got a sort of a real whistle stop tour of how those parts of a label for instance work and you know all the sorts of different components that go into building an artist's career um and then I also work part-time in fundraising as well so it's like you know I, I do also have a uh, a non-creative element of my work and the things I've done before which I think mm. really helps with it um yeah. I think as well sometimes I do enjoy it because it's like you know it's another way that you can, I don't know, I, I, I find it quite motivating that, you know, like that process of looking for opportunities and, and reaching out. But yeah, when you've had when you've had a sort of couple of weeks of it and you're not hearing anything back, it's a bit like, oh, God. But, you know, luckily, mm-hmm. most people I'm contacting, it, whether it's for live or for radio or for, you know, things like this, you know, everyone's sort of super, super receptive and lovely. So I guess, yeah that's a long answer you always get long answers with me but that's great I, I only I had three questions so that's good, <laughs> all good. yeah I enjoy um I guess I do enjoy it but yeah absolutely it would be nice to feel like you can just go and you know I'd love Not to just focus go and, on that sort of thing and disappear to some like distant farm in Wales like <laughs> did or whatever and just like write a you know just disconnect from everything I do enjoy being off grid as well so mm. Oh, that's cool. Is that kind of, um, I suppose you're right. It is, it's, it's great that you've have, you've approached it with sort of more wider experience of sort of how the industry works and, and, and kind of that ability to approach it like a puzzle. You know, I think when Mm. you're kind of doing something one way, uh, it can feel like a puzzle. So for me in this, the side of things where you kind of think, right, we need to try and shake things up a little bit and look at things from a, look at promotion from a different angle and a different perspective. So 
sometimes you can embrace the challenge but sometimes you just think oh, i'd really rather just stick to to one side of the kind of the industry in that respect, yeah. isn't it? um how you mentioned about going off to the, the idea of <laughs> retreating off that so that's kind of it's a fascinating concept because i wanted to ask about the notion of 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 writing uh yeah. is, is it something that that comes quite naturally to you is it something that you uh, get kind of um uh excited about doing or can you kind of feel the burden of oh gosh you know i need to sit down and try and construct something and try and top what's what's been done before is it quite a challenge sometimes no i I mean i love writing there's there's always ideas that are coming to me i think um i tend to get ideas when i'm like on the move and i'll get little snippets of you know it might be like a little hook in my head or a couple of lines or you know a, a little poetic like four line thing um tends to come after I've had like some sort of realization in my life um so I and actually what I'd realized about this year was that even when I'm not actively sat writing there's always little bits and pieces that I'm singing into my phone notes that then I can revisit later so um it's I'd, I'd say the bit I find more challenging is once you've got that initial idea like what I'll tend to have is like verse chorus verse chorus I'll sit on it for months. I'll re-listen to it and go, gosh, I don't know how to like, you know, move it into the middle eight or round this off or whatever. Um, and then eventually it, it does come to me, but I, I do end up sitting on things for quite a long time. So I guess I'm, n- I'm never someone who can, um, you know, write three songs on the bounce and like, you know, on three, three days, one after the other. Um, it's mm. all, it's all, it all comes in bits and pieces and, you know, listening to things in different ways and listening to ideas I've got on walks I think really helps me because I can sort of imagine what direction to take them in um so yeah I I really enjoy it and it's something that I really want to explore more and get better at and sort of collaborate with a lot of different people because I think song songwriting is really one of my true loves and it's I think you know it's just magical really that it's it's just great as that vehicle to be able to get experiences out there um and yeah it's it's something that like professionally I'd love to do more of and you know not only write for myself but write for other artists and not just in the soul space but to you know to maybe kind of write in the pop space would be like a huge ambition of mine and racks and racks of you know song ideas that maybe wouldn't be a good fit for my project but Mm. could be a good fit for a contemporary r&b project or could be a good fit for you know a pop artist that needs a ballad or something so Mm. yeah i'm I'm excited to see where that takes me i've been sort of floating ideas around that in my head of how i you know where i could take that further so yeah definitely love it oh that's really interesting i mean because that was something i was going to ask as well i mean so many of your your songs. I mean, if I may say, as a writer, you're fantastic. Like, I think well, so I, many of your, well, your your singles. It's like you, 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 you totally. Uh, how can I phrase it? Um, it's like you totally understand the responsibility of each song, and I feel like every song that you do, even from the the latest single, Company, mm-hmm. um, and oh, another one I absolutely wanted to talk about um, uh, is Don't Follow Me, and yeah. it's just that that notion of it's almost like you approach it and say right I've got an opportunity to make a song I need to say something with this it can't just be um you know something that that doesn't resonate with people it's something that impacts you it reflects how you feel about a situation how it reflects on society in a in a wider way as well and is that part of songwriting 
easy in terms of the idea of you detaching yourself from something like when you suggested maybe writing for other people Mm. but the idea of sitting down and writing something with such gravitas and weight do you find it easy to connect with that part of the of the process or do you kind of think oh gosh you know here we go I need to really get in touch with what I'm trying to say here and and Um, deal with that that's a very wordy uh question but does that make sense at all I think I get what you mean I mean I'm really intrigued by what you say about with my songs it always feels like there's kind of something to say and you know some every, every song is a little bit different in that sense I guess and I guess I've always been really passionate that I'm not just going to put a song out for the sake of it because it sounds vibey or because it sounds, right. you know, because it's a certain sound. I've, I've always felt really strongly that, you know, there should be a really impactful, like, you know, whether it's a little like rhyming couplet in the chorus or whether it's, you know, the main like hook of the song. I've always felt really passionately that it should be succinctly summing something up. and And I guess that's why I've been quite, focused in the songs I've released over the past nearly three years now and you know it's why there's not been reams and reams and reams because I I want to I'm, I'm sort of you know quality over quantity definitely mm. um yeah I think I don't know really I mean I think it's songwriting is just for me is is just about a sort of you know universal human experience and I think there's just for me I'm excited by the fact there's just so many possibilities that could that could come out and I mean, with Company, for instance, that was one that I wrote myself at the piano that I then sort of took to my band and we arranged as a group. Um, so that's one that came out in quite a different way than, say, Don't Follow Me, which was a co-write with with my really good friend, Nick Corbin. And mm. that kind of started where we, we were having some chats in early 2021. Um, and I was really concerned about the just about the level of misogyny in, in just in the world and it was the time where there was there were a lot of discussions in the press about, you know, well, outrage in the press actually about, you know, inbuilt like misogyny in the police force and that sort of thing. And um we we were talk, we were talking about it one day and I just got really passionate about it. And um we Nick was like, Well, I've come up with these chords and like how about this little hook? And he had the the don't follow me hook. And he said, why don't you go off and just write exactly how you're feeling about this? Literally like a homework assignment. Um, And I went on a walk, just chatted absolute, like, I don't know, just just spoke into my phone for ages and ages um, on this walk, came back and sort of refined it down. And and that's kind of how that song came together. And um, we sort of remotely put together like a a demo of it and and yeah it's it that's definitely one of the songs I'm sort of proudest of and it's a reminder as well that sometimes you get the best results with collaboration um but I still also value those times of you know just just saying right well I'm going to finish this song myself because I feel like this is really helping me or you know this is really sort of serving me but yeah Don't Follow Me was an absolute blast to make and um I think today actually is probably the song of mine that's um I don't know that that got the most sort of like national recognition I guess and I don't know Mm. why that was I feel like it was possibly because it was a bit more bit more of a contemporary sound and um perhaps more of a you know a, a, a topical um very relevant you know subject matter Mm. and you know like 
Nina Simone used to say, you've got to write about the, you know, you have to write about the times, you have to write about what's kind of happening around you, whether that's socially, politically or whatever. And it's not really something that comes through in all my music because it's all, a lot of my music is just about, you know, interpersonal relationships and social mobility and confidence and self-esteem. But so there's that inward reflecting side of my writing, I think. But then there's, yeah, I really enjoyed getting the chance to to say something a bit more you know outward looking something that's a bit more observant of the times around us so yeah hmm. I, I think that it wonderfully put if I may say um it's uh, I think that's kind of the essence of, of soul music isn't it for Marvin Gaye for every mm. I heard it through the grapevine he has a mercy mercy me and I think those are the songs that are, are timeless and they, they resonate with people in that moment and almost as its own piece of kind of history uh you know that was uh, don't follow me was you know spoke to so many people i'm so happy that to hear you say that it did as um that it was so well received as it was mm. because it, it was a wonderful um uh statement uh and i think and i i think you know it's interesting you say about um say other songs being about more inwards i i, I kind of i don't know I, I kind of looked at like company for example yeah it is a, as you say, it, uh, it's an inward song. But I think when some when people can listen to it and connect with it in terms of that's me, yeah. I have that. You know, um, mm. it becomes an outward song in its own way, doesn't it? Or mm. yeah, definitely. And I, I did get so many messages from, you know, women of a similar age, just saying, "Oh, I've been through this so many times." It's right. and I feel like, I mean, that the, yeah. For listeners, I guess the, the subject of like my most ne- most recent release company was it's sort of, you know, describing being in a situation where the person you're dating isn't really ready to commit or isn't otherwise in a space to. And I think it's something I see so often on the sort of modern dating scene, I guess, that there are just so many choices and options. My, my late Nan said to me a couple of years ago, she was like, the problem with your generation, Abby, is that everyone's just got too many options. Um, and it's, <laughs> That's great. You know, it's, it, it was, I guess it's just talking about that experience of like, um, you know, wanting to build something genuine, but not, but just being caught in this sort of, you know, fickle land of not really knowing where you stand. And, and I guess sometimes it can be hard to have those conversations and, um, you know, it, and then you kind of, that can contribute to a bit of a longing for something that's maybe more meaningful or whatever, even though it feels meaningful to you. And, you know, there's just so many blurred boundaries. And I think, yeah, I got a lot of messages, as you say, yeah, even though that is a sort of, you know, talking about my personal experience, it's like, I it, I feel like it is also quite universal when it comes to say, you know, 20 somethings mm. living in London who are just like exasperated by the whole thing. So yes. I got lots of messages from people, um, yeah just sort of saying oh my gosh yeah I've I've just had this as well so thank you even though for me it was like two years ago so <laughs> you have a, an excellent Instagram post where you describe the song as this is a little song about knowing your worth and knowing you deserve to be loved in this fickle world of non-committal intimacy oh, such yeah. a great description that should have been the chorus oh it's it's a great description of 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 the song and it's kind of cool that it's resonated with people like that do when you release new music like mm-hmm. again we talked about that kind of in, uh, personal nature of, of of your music um do you get nervous about releasing it do you worry about feedback from it or if people say you know 
uh, say negative things about it or if it's not well received you get nervous about sharing that side of you to to to, to, to a, a listening public in general yes and no I mean to be honest I kind of feel like I have to do it to survive like that sounds really cliche but if I don't if I don't put out a song for ages or if I'm not working on anything new I get really grumpy like because <laughs> I think I don't know I you know I, I love telling stories I love people I'm really curious I'm really inquisitive um you know as I've just been describing like I, I love writing because it helps me get experiences off my chest so um yeah I, I find it I guess in, in the sense that it's something I have to do or I've you know like for myself because I absolutely love it it's like no it's not always that scary because I know that it's what I'm supposed to be doing but then at the same time and, and I guess, you know, I don't know, at, at the point where I'm putting a song out, I'm, by that point, I've already gone through the stages of like, oh, is this, you know, am I happy with this song? Like, it's already been through that process of, you know, uh, making sure that it's a song that I'm really, really happy with and that it's worth mm. investing in because, you right. know, making songs costs a lot of money as well. So it's, mm. by that stage, it's you've already been through the motions a little bit. And then by the time, I feel like by the time it's ready, I'm then like, oh my gosh, I'm so ready to get this out. Um, but yeah, but you're, you're right. It is, you know, it is very vulnerable and, it, and it's, um, you know, it's, it's putting yourself like in, in that position. And not every, I think, you know, not everyone is going to like every song that I make because a lot of them have been quite different and I've definitely been experimenting with you know different soul inspirations the past couple of years but so far you know that hasn't touched wood I mean I probably couldn't be like an A-list like celeb singer where you've just got constant criticism but yeah I mean touch wood it's you know that's not resulted in like any anything that I need to worry about or any like mm. comments that I or criticism that I need to worry about um and I think you know, it's it's just good to have choice about the things that you're putting out. And I'm really lucky that my listenership is quite diverse as well. Like, you know, it ranges from um, the sort of record collecting community who are all, you know, and very much like soul lovers who um, a lot of them are, are, you know, kind of my parents' age or whatever. But then actually a lot of what I'm writing is resonating with, you know, people my own age as well and, and even like younger women and um I think, yeah, I'd like to think it's sort of quite a, hopefully there's there's lots of different, um, I don't know, yeah, just lots of different uh, ways that my music resonates with, with different people, mm. like whatever yeah. kind of stages of their life they're at. Mm. Uh, was there, you mentioned that kind of, I'm, I'm always fascinated in that kind of, I don't know what the word is compulsion I think in someone yeah. that need that desire to to kind of create regardless of of, any, of anything it's just that that kind of compulsion to to do that was was there a perhaps an unfair question but was there like a definitive moment for you where you kind of realized this is something I I actively want to do or actively want to pursue was there a moment or something a, a particular influence that you you could cite that kind of propelled that for you yeah totally I mean I've I've been singing for as long as I can remember been songwriting since I was about 14 15 but I think it was probably about five four years ago I think um 2019 I realized that I if I was going to be happy and if I was going to be um you know but 
just that really yeah I, I realized if if I was going to be happy I needed to be putting music out and I needed to be going through that process of going you know growing as a writer and an artist and I guess 2019 so that was the year that I put out my first EP which was all mm. sort of independently made and it was called The Only Way I Learn and the title track actually was I still perform it now and, and it was about me having that realization about um you know in my sort of mid-20s that actually you know you you love this like you really ought to give it a bash you really ought to you know back yourself and I think it's not always something I've been brilliant at is you know really backing myself and really going you know you really deserve this but in a way I'm kind of you know you see people releasing music from super super young ages from 17 18 19 and I even sometimes even younger and I would never have been ready at that age to put anything out but I think a couple of years of having worked in, you know, got up, built up some savings so that I could record, having worked in music in the industry for a bit, having worked in fundraising for a bit, you know, looking for new opportunities for for big charities. It was sort of like I, yeah, I knew that I didn't want to go down that route of just a five day a week office job. But I also knew that there were skills that had taught me that I could then put into my music. And yeah, so I guess, yeah, around around that sort of 2019 mark was when I went. I I literally have to do this if I'm going to be happy, <laughs> if I'm going to be a functioning human being, mm. because I, I love it to bits and I've not really given it the airtime, you know. Amazing. Um, awesome. How soon after the Only Way I Learn EP did uh, the kind of the connection with Big AC and uh, Nick Corbin come to come to happen? Quite um, Quite soon after, actually. So... That came out in November 2019. And then in February 2020, I was going to a lot of jam nights at the time. This was just before COVID happened. And um, yeah, I went to a jam night at Grow in Hackney and Nick was there performing with his band just as one of the sort of like featured artists. And I absolutely loved his music. I can't remember what songs he was doing, um, but he was just at that point getting together his his album um the sweet escape I think and um yeah. it must have been some tracks from that but I just I'd never heard soulful music like produced in that way in a way that was resonating with the the audience so much and so yeah we met then and then I think then in in lockdown he sort of did this online live series called lockdown and live where he would be performing with um just performing in his in his house basically and he invited me to come and sort of guest on Instagram live and just sing a couple of my songs, which I did. We kept in touch. And then, yeah, that summer he he got in touch and saying, you know, should we, would you fancy doing some writing together? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. That'd be amazing. And um, he actually sent through the initial idea for I will see you through. And we went, went from there and um, ended up pairing that with empowered, which was a song I already had, written at the time and and that became my first like release on Big AC mm. Records so yeah it was quite quite quick after and I thank my lucky stars that I went out that night because I often I think back and I'm like <laughs> would we have met I'm sure we would have met like you know at, at some point out and about or you know out on the soul scene or whatever but I just yeah him and and Sophie his his wife the sort of founders of Big AC Records have just been so nurturing have just given me so much support over those couple of years you know ranging from mm. you know collaborating on um the singles we've worked on together but then just I guess you know also just having 
having people that have been there before and having people that have done it and are doing it to just bounce ideas off like it's just been invaluable and you know the people I've met and the music I've discovered through those friendships and not only those with my friendships now with with Kami and and Emma um Kami Love and Emma Noble like you know the music I've discovered through them and, and the things the music we share between each other and everything um it's yeah it, I feel like it all came about quite quickly but after the release of my first EP but mm just really helped me to to grow in a lot of ways. When you sign with uh, a label, when that conversation comes about, do you do you have, have any kind of uh, trepidation about um, maybe signing something or going into a deal where they want, well, obviously I'm not, um, not obviously big AC, I'm not the label to do this to an artist, of course, but the, the idea of signing with a label and, and maybe losing that uh kind of that element of control having someone maybe say to you oh you know that might not work you know do you do you kind of approach a signing a, a label in that signing with a label in that capacity with any kind of trepidation at all that you maybe lose elements of of control that you may not be ready to relinquish um I mean I've always been really secure in the fact that like I've, I've always funded my music myself um yeah I've always I really value the idea of independence and I think it that's something that's really important to me but I guess I guess what I will say is you know with everything I've put out so far like that has been the right decision for those particular releases because it because it just felt right sort of thing um and I think it's it's a great feeling when you know that you've got you know some incredible people in your corner to to help get music out there um I mean, yes, you know, it's definitely something I think about. Um, It was something I was nervous about, you know, like when I was still at university and studying and thinking, okay, if I was to sort of pursue a music career, like how would that work? And I remember having a few calls with music managers at the time um, who were very much like, because I was studying for a master's in history at the time. I remember them saying, what, like, what, why are you still at uni? Like, why aren't you singing? And, you know, I did have other interests and I, I did have other things that I was good at that I wanted to pursue. And I think, yeah, I, I sort of, that was the first point where I was like, ah, I'm really going to have to be careful about, you know, who you sort of, you know, who you sort of partner with when it comes to releasing music. And that's always been something that is important to me. But yeah, for everything I've done so far, it's just been abundantly clear that, you know, the people I've collaborated with have just been the absolute best. Yeah. So yeah, it's, um, it's just yeah it's just exciting mm. I mean the big AC team is amazing as you've mentioned Carmi Love and Emma Noble and obviously Nick and Sophie and it's um it's it must be an amazing kind of it seems like a very close and tight-knit unit and to have those opinions people to ideas to to, to bounce stuff off of and to kind of share in those experiences to kind of go through this as a process all together that that's invaluable isn't it yeah, it's it's brilliant. And I mean, I think what's great as well is that we've all got our own identities and our own things. You know, um, Nick had his band beforehand, before launching the label. Um, you know, Kami's career has gone strength to strength and she's doing incredibly over the last couple of years. And, you know, she's got a fantastic, um, like, new band lineup and everything. You know, Emma's got, got her band and I will sometimes sing with her on sort of backing vocal duties. I sort of had my band line up together as well, like before sort of, you know, meeting all the gang. And so there's, there's elements of my career that I sort of already had Mm -hmm. up and running, I guess. So yeah, it's kind of, 
there's all these experiences we can we can draw on together as well and um you know it just feels like a, a great creative collaboration where you know if and when opportunities come up to collaborate we we will and it's um yeah I feel very lucky to to have some sort of some good mates in my corner yeah it's amazing uh you mentioned obviously you've written songs with uh with Nick which is a process you've you've always really enjoyed uh do you 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 enjoy collaborating in that in that respect or again that kind of um uh do you have to make compromises when you're kind of writing how do you approach writing a song with someone yeah I mean it it really varies to be honest I've also written so a couple of my songs stepping out of your shadow and new love um were were finished with my keys player Cyrus because I needed um I, I got so far with them and then sort of the the chord input I needed was you know a lot more advanced than, than I could do myself and so I guess that kind of co-writing was me sending over a nearly finished song and going where should we take this last section and and him kind of bringing that influence in um but then sometimes you start completely from scratch so I'm I'm writing with um a fantastic artist called Kat Eaton at the minute who I really admire and she's doing fabulous things and um we we've kind of you know started writing songs from scratch and we'll we'll kind of start with a with a guitar loop or something and then build up ideas around it and kind of pop a beat on it and, and trying to figure out what kind of mood we're in first so I guess it's more thinking about each component and how it like links together um you know other times it'll be a bit more organic so I also have been writing a little bit with my friend Jess Fitz at the moment who's a sort of um I guess disco I guess she makes like disco influenced pop music and um we are on the same page about a lot of different things and so we'll we'll start with words and kind of get out like poetically something that we feel passionate about or that we're trying to say and then we'll kind of put a melody to it later and um see kind of you know what happens after that so yeah it, it really varies I think uh that's awesome have you have you tried uh an ai pen song yet <laughs> is that a collaboration you'll be deeming uh appropriate for uh Abby no. music? do you know what like oh we were i don't know if it will be on the recording but yeah obviously we were saying back when i first joined the call that i'm a bit of a tech grandma and right i feel exactly the same about ai when it comes to that so <laughs> i wouldn't have the first clue um no <laughs> My housemate used AI to to draft a letter to our um, landlord about our rent increase the other day, and I think that actually that that kind of helped. <laughs> but um, wow, that's awesome! That, uh, so I'm going a bit off topic, but yeah, other than that, um, <laughs> haven't used it for mine. So that's it's it, sorry, it's just it's something that's on my mind a lot because I I tend to read so much about it, and you kind of uh, so many artists now just seem to be very open about the idea of in incorporating that into kind of uh their own music and as it's just like a an evolutionary kind of a natural evolutionary step in music making and i was i'm always curious to uh to know what 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 you know someone you know who's a songwriter what you kind of deem about that what you kind of yeah. feel about that i think ed sheeran famously i think he has an album due out this year which which they has been on the news a little bit and he's openly declared to having used AI as an experiment and he's he's I think the wording was at least one AI penned song Uh, his yeah I think they they put his entire catalog into whatever this system the software is and it 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 generated music based on 
just excuse me generated lyrics based on what he had put in and he's you know he was open about the fact there was a lot of really bad stuff but one song came out and he said i would actually write that and then he recorded it um i don't know who gets the writing credit for it i've absolutely no idea but um but it's it's it is an interesting next step i guess um i'm just curious to know what you kind of thought about the idea of it yeah i mean i don't really um I don't really know too much about it, but I guess, I guess, you know, it's quite interesting that all the songs an artist makes will contain data, right? So like different turns of phrase that might come up, you know, styles of phrase or styles of writing that might come up again or um, uses of melody or intervals that might come up again or chord changes that might come up. And I, I, I guess I'd be, supportive of kind of you know looking at trends in your past catalogue and sort of thinking you know it's you know it's quite a fun experiment I guess to see you know put a bunch of info into a computer and say okay what's what's it going to bring out but I think I would also be quite nervous about it because I wonder whether that would take out the human experience of how organically a song comes together and I think because for me songwriting is all about you know, capturing a feeling that I've got about something and running with it. For me personally, I think that kind of AI process would maybe take away, yeah, again, just that human experience of everything and the the, the sort of organic experience I get from writing that idea. Mm. Yeah, completely agree. Yeah. It's, yeah, you're, again, you're removing the, the, the kind of the, the human component, which, um, well, I don't know what you're left with. I don't know what it, it what we're yeah. looking at uh, when you take that away. I guess I suppose you could look at almost electronic music makers, and then if you can, I don't know if we have the software available, you know, uh, to to make that happen yet. But if you plugged in like twenty songs, for example, can you get a system that then will create a twenty first song based on the the ones that you put in and say, well, yeah, use this, and you go, great, let's let's use the song that's now been created by something that uh, yeah. isn't a person. So it's kind of like, where does that end? So it's kind of weirdly scary in its own way, I think. Well, obviously not something that's that's going to be impacting your music anytime soon, which is a good thing, I think. No, and I mean, unless I get a massive surprise and actually, you know. <laughs> yeah, someone sends in, someone's actually done it all for you and they send it in. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, God forbid, like you need to be doing these things to stay relevant. Like, I, I mean, I really right. hope not, but yeah. yeah. Um, you were going back to the big AC for a moment. You have yeah. a, a, a big, uh, another one of the, the soul reviews coming up uh, before have... the end of the year. Is it, there's been, there have been a few of these now. Uh, it's really exciting. Yeah. What, what is the kind of the preparation that goes into kind of having a lineup with, uh, all four, um, kind of separate acts kind of performing, uh, together? I mean, it, do you all get involved in each other's sort of sets? Do you all, is there a lot of conversation that goes into it? Um, yeah. yeah what's the excitement level for these things yeah I'm, I'm so excited so yeah we're going to be at Oslo Hackney on the 30th of November mm-hmm. um and yeah it will be myself Nick Corbin Emma Noble and Carney Love um mm-hmm. super super excited it's it's actually um a similar show to the one we did on our tour last year that culminated in a live date at the 100 Club um yeah. last November but yeah, I mean, there's so much excitement. We've we've got our rehearsals in the diary, and I mean, how it worked last year that it, it was sort of we we basically build up an, about an hour and a half set with all of our songs, um, 
and at the time we would sort of alternate between you know so one person sings lead on a song another person sings lead on a song and then we all sort of sing backing vocals then for that person singing lead if that makes sense um yeah brilliant we've definitely we've got some sort of surprises for the way we're going to do it this year um that I think will be yeah a, a lot more exciting and we've got um the sort of the same like backing band that we had from last year who came most of whom like came on our tour with us last year so yeah just looking forward to to getting into rehearsals and again I think it's just really lovely because you know we've not only have we got like our own favorite songs that we sing ourselves but we've got our own favorite songs in you know the rest of the gang's sets and I think oh, brilliant. it just it's just lovely to be able to share that energy and you know be able to dance about together so mm. yeah really really looking forward to it and that will mark the, the third anniversary of um yeah. big ac records which will actually mark as well um three years since the week that i will see you through came out so yeah feels feels Amazing. like a really really big celebration yeah how was the tour yeah so lovely did, yeah we i can't there was, remember yeah, a number of key dates weren't there say again there were a number of dates wasn't there that uh, kind of you went around uh uh, the country culminated in the hundred club. I remember that vividly. Yeah, yeah. So that was a uh, yeah. That, that was, was last year. So sort of from last spring right up until last November, really. Um, yeah, went to all sorts of places up and down the country. Um, and yeah, it was great fun. I think for me personally, like I'd never really done that many shows in the same. Mm. I mean, they were spaced out, but you know, in the same kind of series, and it really helped me think more I mean I've always sort of been singing professionally or semi-professionally depending on the other bits I've had on in my life but it got me thinking a lot about you know how you prepare for a show and getting your energy levels right and you know just the people we met were fantastic and it was just a great opportunity to to spread the word about everything we've been doing that's that's awesome um and and uh, you know cheers to, to three years cheers to another yeah. three uh, so yeah, it's, it's it's wonderful. Um, do you enjoy performing live? Do you do you get nervous about doing it? Do you you know are you kind of uh, yeah? Do you relish the kind of being on a stage? I absolutely love it. Um, it is my favourite place to be. Um, Amazing. I, I do get nervous, but um, not so not so much around performance because I I always know that if I get up on that stage and I've warmed up, like I'll be able to sing to a certain level I suppose um but for me it's more the I get more socially nervous I think about singing because I think obviously you're how do I put this for me because I'm singing such personal songs a lot of the time it really depletes my energy so it means that I'm not always super super alert or and focused a lot of the time I'm kind of lost in the music um so often it means that if I come off stage, I just need to go and take myself off for 10 minutes and like, you know, have loads of water and a cup of tea and just calm down and then come out and, you know, mm. say hello to everyone. So, um, yeah, I can be a little bit wobbly like that sometimes, but I think it's more from the energy that goes into it. Um, mm. I don't know. I think, yeah, m- maybe I do still get nervous about singing, but I guess it's the more you do, the more you trust, like, oh, this will be all right, you know. Um, so... Yeah, it's it's an interesting one. What's your current favourite song to sing live? Oh from gosh, um, from my set. Yeah, it's always empowered for me. Oh wow, I think, brilliant! I think because people just go 
mad about it and like it that song for me was my it's the one it's one of the ones that I'm most proud of because I wrote I mean I wrote it like over five years ago now the initial like acoustic version we had um and I was just really buzzing about the the arrangement we got for it and I just love the horns and I love the the artwork and just it was such a for me personally like that was such a big moment getting that song out there and I think Mm. people see it as you know whenever I'm talking to people about you know what kind of music I'm going to do next like people often say you know that is the sort of quintessential me song um so yeah I mean it's it's definitely it's one of those like angrier songs I guess and I you know I don't want every song to be like that and I think I've definitely mellowed a bit since writing that song but yeah for me that still brings me like so much I don't know just so much fun to sing and I've you know I've changed little adapted little bits of it adapted little vocal runs over the years to kind of freshen it up a bit so I guess Mm. there's always something a bit different in it whenever I sing it um yeah that's my fave amazing um i thank you so much i've 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 really had a had a blast kind of hanging out with you and kind of learning your you know your approach to things your perspective on things you're uh an amazing artist amazing singer amazing writer and it's kind of awesome to kind of kind of unpack that part about your kind of process so um i really appreciate i really yeah i really appreciate your time um and congratulations on kind of what's really been a wonderful kind of uh, a career over the last few years yeah you've got a great new great new single with company you've got the the live gig coming up for the uh, end of the year as well in November so it's yeah it's awesome to kind yeah. of see you kind of grow from strength to strength and uh, again massively appreciate your time thank you so much and yeah thank you so much for your time I, I always love um coming on for for little chats and little interviews um so thank you thank you ever so much yeah I'm really grateful Just uh-huh. 